Welcome back to Beyond the Helmet. And of course, that is hashtag BTHPod if you're following on social media. I'm your host, Steve McGrath. And today, man, it's my pleasure. We're going to chop it up with another guy that's about to hit the NFL. It is none other than All-American, DeMarco Jackson. How's it going tonight, man? Going great, man. Glad to be on here with you, man, and chop it up. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, there's so many things I want to ask you. I mean, we're recording this at the end of March. You know, every day you take one step closer to the draft. I know that's sort of the end-all, be-all, regardless of you go drafted, undrafted, what round. This sort of sets the stage for how this next chapter is going to take shape. So from the jump, how are you staying calm? How are you relaxing? How are you structuring your days right now? I mean, like, I pretty much just got a set routine that I try to follow. Like, for me, I realize, I mean, you just got to know yourself. Like, I try to, I got a set routine for, like, mornings, for the, for mornings, my afternoons and evenings. Like, I just try to make sure, like, um, on tasks, like, making sure that at the end I'm, like, checking all the boxes mentally in my, um, mentally that I can be. Just not trying to put so much emphasis into the draft, like you said, on, like, round what what the circumstance may be for me is just making sure like when I got these interviews, making sure when I got these workouts or the visits, just making sure I'm just being myself, being honest with everybody, um, things like that. So I just feel like you're getting the true me. It is not no trying to do work differently and no trying to work differently. It's just be you and and see what and see what what happens, you know. Yeah. So, so do you find that structure kind of helps you relax because you feel like you're checking all the boxes? Yes, definitely. Very cool. Yeah, I, I have to ask because, I mean, I know I'd be going probably pretty crazy if I were in your shoes. Um, but so we still got a couple of days in March left. So if I have this right in a couple of days on the 31st, App State's going to have their pro day. Is that something that you plan on uh, doing any drills or anything in particular on? Definitely. Um, the combine this year, I pretty much just ran the forty and broad jump, but I'm still I'm gonna have to go back and do bench press, um, redo the vert. I'm gonna do L drill and cone drill, and pretty much just hit up the um, do the position work. Yeah, so I wanted to ask about the combine. I saw that you, you had done a couple of drills. Um, I didn't see anything about injuries or whatnot. So, so what was uh, since you had mentioned it, um, what was the rationale behind your approach to the combine? What was your just decision-making on, on what you really wanted to do and what you wanted to skip? I mean, for me, it was just with the bent breast being the same day, I just didn't want to wake my nervous system up and go later on that late, like work, go bench at 11 o'clock, go sit around, then turn it back on at seven o'clock at night. So me and my trainer and agent, we all just collapsed. Like, we came together and we just thought this is something you can do at Pro Day if you just didn't feel comfortable or feel like you wouldn't be at the right advantage for it. So I just said, yeah, let's do that. And pretty much I was planning on doing the L drill and cone drill. But when it came to about 1030 after the position work, it was just kind of, kind of late. And I just felt like, Let's just give it. I wouldn't be able to put my best foot forward. So let's just do it. Um, come at pro day. 
I, I feel like every year guys like yourself just get, have to be a little more tactical about making these decisions because everything, everything, anytime you do anything, you know, everyone's going to see it. So it's just like, you always want to make sure it's the best performance and the best numbers. And I'm actually surprised that more guys didn't do it your way, especially the bench. I mean, like this gives you what, like an extra three, four weeks to like maybe get a couple more reps up. I, I, I mean, it, it's a tactical move that, that, that could really help. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got more time to prepare for it. I and mean, it's bench press. I mean, like it's not like it means anything on the field anyway. I mean, it's really just a um, test for your endurance. See, I mean, I guess I don't really know the the science about it, but I, that's what I like my trainer talk. We talk about it. just an endurance test mostly. Yeah, right. Um, so actually, if you weren't going to be preparing strictly for the bench, right? If you're just training football wise, like if a young linebacker was listening to this, like, like what are some of like your go-to lifts that you would recommend for, for building yourself up, particularly to play your position? Lift. Yeah. Um, lift or even like a, a drill. If you really like to drill too. For me, I would just say young guys, like just drilling on your technique. I think that's one thing you can never get enough of like drills, like just hands, just feet, just the little small things. Cause you know, those things are starting to, first things to go when you get tired you know what I mean so I mean just drilling into them to make that second nature like you ain't even got to think about it it's just part of you you say you know what I mean and for lift I have to say for me I just try to build up my shoulders as much as I can you know you're back or you're going to be hitting and just making sure you got a strong foundation for you know just for endurance for taking on linemen having lower body strength and Always stretches wise, I'll say always work on your hips. I feel like that's every linebacker. Work on your hips, work on man coverage, work on eyes. Like I think that's a huge part of the game uh, for me. Um, I feel like football is really mental for a lot of things. Like going into a game, like you already know, you should already know what to expect. There shouldn't be no surprise. And that's how I study film, like preparation and things like that. So I, I couldn't help myself. I brought us right into playing the position, but I, I got a little too far ahead because right before the combine, I, I did want to bring up the senior bowl, just talking about the last couple months here. You know, one of the things that I found is, you know, for anytime people were talking about like you and your game, like you were a guy that could have really benefited from the senior bowl. And it was like, well, you know, let's see how he does against top competition, because of course we love to slight our non-power five conference teams coming from app state. So they had that question mark about you. And then, like, how, so how are you going to do? And then everything after, you know, that point in time, people read about you. It's like, <laughs> you did well. Everyone loved the way that you had performed. So going into that, because there's always the knock against the small town, small school prospects. Did you feel any added pressure that you had to do something? Nah, man, I don't really feel pressure at all. Like for me, I try to, I try to stay my head out of the media I mean, like, I, it's, that stuff can really kill it. it was, that stuff can really, like, mess with you mentally and physically. I mean, like, just mentally a lot. So, for me, I just try to stay on my game. Like, I got some – I'm well-connected in with some great players in the NFL and some great trainers, like I said, and just previous college coaches, like college coach, coaches. So, I just get some – I just get some, you know, some – recommendations or some information from them on things that they see that I can or that I don't see myself so for me I just I don't add pressure I just go into the game just having that mentality like it ain't 
it's the same for you. I mean, like, you playing against guys, like, they're no different than you. I mean, you just go play raw. It ain't no, oh, I ain't really think, oh, I'm from, from App State. Like, I don't look at it like that. I just look like, I'm like, it ain't no more App State. It ain't no more small school. It's like NFL now. Like, it's ball, like, regardless. Yeah, so, it's, I, I think it's it's out of date. Like, I, I maybe like 20 years ago and beyond, it might have made more sense to question someone coming from a small school. But, I mean, I, I think that just like with, with a coach, Deion Sanders, is doing at Jackson State, like you're going to see more HBCU kids just by him bringing attention to it. I think it's just it was a matter of the attention. I don't know if it was ever really a knock against the talent, but I, guys like yourself, like every year you're seeing guys pop off in the NFL that are non-Power 5 guys. Yeah, I mean, I just think it just goes to show you, like a lot of guys out of the Sun Belt especially and out of the Conference USA, like look at them. Like you see that Conference USA got a lot of players. You see the Sun Belt got a lot of players, like top players. So I just – I feel like the talent is just the same for me. I mean – yeah, I feel like the talent was just the same for me going into the senior ball. I feel like I was just playing my game. Like, I wasn't worrying about nobody. Like, I wasn't worried. I was just, just power five guys. And I like, no, nah, it was like a mentality thing for me. Like, you belong here. Just play your game. Don't do what, what you've been doing got you here. So don't watch change. You know what I'm saying? Just Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm so glad that you said that because you're another guy, like most guys, right? You know, maybe you're not a rock star as a freshman. But you you built yourself up year after year. So, I mean, it's easy for you to play your game coming off being, you know, the defensive player of the year in the conference. So talk can you talk a little bit about how you became that guy? Because you obviously had to improve your game, you know, as you get a little older, get more experience under your belt. How did you approach this last year for you to really take it to a new level? I mean, for me, it was just more, like I said, like this whole game for me is really mental. And that's how I look at it. A lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's physical. You got to put in the work on the field, off the field, like definitely weight room, stretching, making sure like it's like a lot of pre-step things that I do. Like I'm always on stretching every day. I'm trying to I'm on, I'm on YouTube looking at some videos like, you know, just NFL players that I that I just I'm, like I like their playing style. So I look at keys that they do to try to help me in my games. I try to see if it will affect me. So, like, I'm always just trying to – for me, I'm always trying to get that curve on the person. Like, I'm trying to get that advantage. I'm trying to get the edge on every every opponent that I'm playing against. No – because I'm – just knowing what you're up against. I feel like a lot of times, for me, just taking on that role, like I was a captain this year. So, it was more of, hey, man, like, players recommend me as captain so I took that as like great pride definitely but I'm saying like I was just I was still the same person through it all I, I just came into work every day like that's the type of leader I am I'm coming to work every day no jobs too small like that type of mentality if it's picking up trash off the field if it's cleaning up the locker room after practice if it's I mean just you're walking through the facility and you see something that's not in place like just fix it like don't just walk by and just hope somebody else do it or a whole progenitor to do it. So I just, that's not the type of, this is all how you look at things in life. You see, you know what I mean? So really it's just, I'll have to say like, I just learned from App State, got so many great players before me, just taking in the information that I seen them do, I do myself, like it helped me through the way, helped me become the person I am. I'm a big person I look up to is Akeem Davis. I mean, we were roommates. We've done a lot of stuff together. 
And I mean, we were always, we were just good boys. Like we still talk to this day. He helps me out through this draft process, one of the guys. And I mean, like just being with him and like, I'm just blessed and fortunate enough that I crossed paths with a lot of players, coaches, and just supporters, like people that's in the community, the people that support us, that they help me. They don't even know it, but they help me out so much in different ways that I can never repay them for, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm still trying to get Akeem on the show, so maybe you can put in a good word for me. But uh, <laughs> um, you said two things in there that I really want to ask um, more about. The first is, so, you know, when you put on YouTube, you're looking at guys in the NFL, you know, who, who do you watch? Whose game are you trying to emulate? I'm not trying to – I wouldn't say – I mean – I'm looking at it, it know, emulates the wrong work because these these people yeah. are going to be your peers. So I don't necessarily mean to like look up to it, but like who do you see yeah. to be like, hey, what part of his game can I take and put into mine? I mean, like when it's just a simple YouTube search. Like for me, it's a simple man. Like going to NFL Network TV thing, and you just see the coaches breaking down film, understanding like understand coverage, like under like that's the biggest thing, young guys. Like understand your coverages, like understand cover one, understand cover three understand like six, four, all that stuff, like, and understand it in your defense to where you know where the weaknesses is. But going back to the question, I watch a lot of players. Like I watch the coaches on there. I watch the linebackers like D Leonard's on there, Fred Warner's on there, Levante David. Like it's just like little keys that they do. Like, I mean, it's hard to explain, but just like pre-snap, pre-snap things that they might check out or it's, Better, recogn- better recognition of, like, plays that you're going to get out of this formation and things like that. So, just, like, just trying to raise my football IQ, like, yeah. for a small thing. So, the, the other thing I really wanted to ask, it, it sounds like from being this kid that's a redshirt freshman that shows up to school to getting to where you are today, maybe it wasn't, like, one pivotal moment. It was just kind of wax on, wax off. You see what the upperclassmen had done year in and year out, and, and you kind of knew what the standard was. Or did you did you have that conversation with a coach, a teammate, just that moment where you said, man, I really got to do X, Y, and Z if I'm really going to make this work? I feel like guys fall into one of those two. Yeah, for me, it was just more of I just wanted to see – I just need to see the right ways. Like, I, I'm always willing to do extra work. Like, I'm always willing to go to work. That's never the problem with me. The problem is, I like the thing is, I just want to see is just show me the way. Like, I mean, like show me the way. Like, show me. I look. I like to look up to other players, like the king. Like, just show me like what helped you out so much. Let me just go. Like he said, like extra work. Like I'm in the facility Saturdays, Sundays. No matter what the time is, I'm in there doing some type of drills. I'm in there stretching. I'm like I'm just always doing something. I mean, and that just that's that's what just brought me up and just the mental part again, just like, you know, some players come right in fresh with thing. You're going to be a starter, but, but honestly, like I, I didn't really start until probably like my junior year, junior year. I didn't really become a starter. I actually like played first and I took it with pride, like make up return, punt return. Like I played all those, like, and I took it with pride trying to, you know, trying to make the most out. I keep up with the guys who's in the game playing. And I'm trying – hello? Yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I can hear you. Yeah, it, it got a little I choppy, you. but yeah. I can hear you. So, but yeah, so, like, 
I always joke with Akeem, like, bro, I'm still getting the most – I'm still getting tackles like you, like, close to you, and I'm just playing special teams. You know what I'm saying? But just, like, laugh, just joking with things like that. So, I actually – another thing is I, I really didn't – a younger guy came in after me and beat me out for the starter spot, but I didn't let that get to me mentally. Like, you know, that's something like – like, that should be my spot, but I just kept playing my position, like, playing special teams, doing everything I can. And then, like, near the end of the season, I earned that spot. Like, special teams helps backers out, I feel like, so much. It helps you develop so many skills that you don't even really recognize. But I also think that there, there's a, a real testament to you in there for if someone took your spot for you to fight back for it, you know, for you to put in the time with what opportunities you did have in the field. I'm sure you focused on film prep work, everything else to make sure that you were ready to take it back when the opportunity presented itself, you could have just as easily said like, F this, like I'm, I'm done. I, I quit basically. Yeah. I mean, my main thing was he, like he had the spot he wanted for me is being a number two linebacker going in. I'm studying the playbook just as much as anybody thinking I'm the starter going into it with that type of mentality, knowing I'm probably just playing special teams today, like that type of mentality for me. So I didn't, yeah, it's a little discouraging sometimes. You might get under the weather. You might just not see it. Through, like, you might not just see it. Like, just get discouraging. But, I mean, for me, it was just to stay focused. Like, I just had to remind myself. Stay focused. Yeah. Like, trust it. Like, just trust it. Just trust the process. There you go. Um, well, man, I, this is maybe a little off topic. But from what I gathered about your high school in, you know, even earlier years, state champ in discus. So yeah. how, how much did non-football activities help you be a good athlete and, and be ready to, you know, step onto the college football scene and, and make moves? I mean, for me, it was just – I feel like the more you do with your body activity-wise, the more balanced you come, the more you really understand your body, your limits, and your what you, what you can do and what you can do. And for me, it was just – I played any sport I can. Like, I played basketball all the time. I played, um, I done track all the time. I love throwing discus. I ran, run 100, 200, done all those type of events. Even tried wrestling for a little bit. But for me, it was just, yeah, just do anything you can. Like, just stay active. Now, if I have this right as well, some of the other wrestling that you had done revolved around calves and, you know, bull riding and growing up uh, with a family yeah. farm. Is that all accurate? So, bull riding, like, we, like, it wasn't no, like, crazy bull riding, like, in, in like, middle school or whatever, like, I, I, like, maybe done it on a farm or something like that, just out of the, like, out of the heck of it, but we ain't, it wasn't, like, the actual, like, oh, let's do it in the arena, like, I wasn't that crazy, like, to get in there, um, but I done calf stirring, I get, I done calf rest, like, I done all those type of things, and, I mean, that stuff right there, that was just me and my brother just having fun. But it's just something we done. We had we had just like a cattle farm, man. It's just some some of the things we did all together. I mean, it just brought us together. It's very cool. Um, well, man, uh, as I'm getting toward wrapping up here, one question that I like to ask everyone before we hit the gauntlet is, you know, obviously this is the end of the college career. Um, I know you, it, it's all football; it's all that matters. But no matter how long of a career you have, at some point you're no longer going to be a professional athlete. What, what are some of the things that you're interested in outside of the game for when that day does come? For me, I'm currently like 
that's not like I'm just trying to get as many like right now I'm just trying to get as many connections as possible like I just got my um business management degree and I'm trying to get an MBA right now and for me just finishing out school getting it going as far as I can with my degrees but also I mean I want to do something with business I want to know I want to do battle like that's a goal like that's a goal I don't want to sit back on when I'm older and do but also looking like doing real estate right now doing real estate right now like with my signing bonus like doing something with that taking a part of that but I mean with a business degree I just want to be an entrepreneur like whatever the market is in need and I have a chance to do it it's filling a void in the market you know what I'm saying Totally. And, and I mean, this depends a lot on where you'll live with whatever franchise, whatever city you have to go to. But uh, I got to shout out Hakeem Ballas. Uh, he used to play he played a couple of years in the NFL for the Lions and the Cardinals. Uh, and he house hacked. He used his signing bonus money to buy like a four family, lived in one unit basically for free because he rented out the other three units. And it set himself up to get into real estate the second he was done being a professional athlete. So yeah. If you if real estate's already on your radar, I can't recommend that enough. I, a phenomenal strategy for building wealth and having a career outside of the game. But man, as we get to wrapping up here, I hope you're ready for the gauntlet. I got a couple quick questions for you, starting with what's most important. Is it having the number one offense or the number one defense? I feel like having the number one defense. Fair enough. Now, what's most important? Is it the players or is it the scheme? Players of the scheme for me, it's the players. Fair enough. Most guys say Jimmy's and Joe's over the X's and O's. So I, th I think you're right. Now, to date, I know a lot can change with a lot more football ahead of you, but, but what's your favorite football memory? Does one or two, anything really pop out at you? I mean, just that moment of, I guess, playing, you know, when we beat um, 2019, beating UNC, beating South Carolina in that split back season. 13 and one. I mean, that was a special season for us. Definitely. Um, Pre-game, anything, any rituals that you have, anything you have to do before you step out there? Oh, man, I got to text my mom. I love you. My little sister, I love you. My girl, I love you. I got to text. Um, I got to read my Bible, sit down. I got a verse I read and pretty much say a prayer and it's time to go. What's the verse? Man, what is it from? It's from some. It's like the um. Damn, it's. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Then it's the Lord's prayer, and I want to say the other one. What is it? Um, I want to say I, I can't just remember. I want to just throw it out there. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have put you on the spot. It's my bad. No man, I sound bad. I say it all the time. Oh man. I I have to. I can't say it. I, I would get my Bible right over there, but I don't want to. Oh, I, I trust you. I, I'm not doubting you for a second that, that you do it. So, um, man, we'll get off that and we'll end with the most important question. And it is just considering everything you've already accomplished. What is the best piece of advice that you'd give to a young student athlete out there? about how do, how do they go from 16, 17 years old to being primed to, to make it in the NFL? Yeah, I'll have to say, man, just stay committed to what's to stay committed to what's important to you 
Like, don't be scared to work hard. Don't be scared. Don't be, like I said, just stay committed to what's important to you. Like, if football is important, like, you shouldn't be out doing – like, you know, just making sure your head on straight. Like, making sure you're committed to the game. Making there you sure have you're committed. It. Yeah. Simply said, a little harder to actually do. But wise words nonetheless, DeMarco – Thank you so much for taking the time to actually close this out. Now, where can everyone follow you on social media? Oh, Instagram, DeMarco Jackson 1. Twitter, DeMarco Jackson 20. There it is. Man, thank you so much for taking the time and best wishes. Man, I appreciate it a lot, man.